Hello and welcome to another Sebastian's Pub podcast. I'm Vishnu Persraman here with Rohit as always. Rohit, we uh we went to Raleigh. We spent some time in North Carolina. Uh saw a lot of stuff there, had a good time. Did one of the things we did not see there though was a touchdown. Well, not not by the hurricanes, yeah, no. Um we did see, we did see <laughs> touchdowns. I guess you're you're correct there. Yeah. Um yeah, obviously it was a good time. Um, still had fun overall, but uh, game was totally disappointing. Um, in, in some ways, it feels like we've been here before. It was just another. Um, I don't know. I want to say it's bottom, but like you said, not scoring a touchdown is pretty pathetic it wasn't it was a good defense we were going against but but just to to it, it's it feels like every year it's either the either the offense or the defense or maybe sometimes both but it's you just have these kind of head scratchers where you're like how are we this incompetent right and it it really felt like that it just felt really hard to get anything going um with any consistency and frankly like the worst part is that the defense actually you know did play well i mean it wasn't like either team was was moving the ball up and down the field um but they made a couple of big big plays that they needed and we did the opposite right we made basically no big plays in the entire game and then did kind of squandered every opportunity we have which has been starting to become a running theme that we lose the turnover battle we uh make mistakes we don't make any explosive plays like it's um it's uh it's becoming a little bit of a pattern in in acc play it's been almost you know without fail that that's been the story every week at least on the turnover side and then the offense has just been kind of trending downward over the last few games so you know <laughs> very disappointing like you kind of hope it can't go anywhere but up but just uh just a very painful watch on offense yeah and and i think you know having kind of i think obviously like a lot of that justifiably falls on on the quarterback um and you know having now a little bit of perspective having looked at it you know mario did break it in a little bit and he said got inside you know the red zone or near the red zone three times that resulted in zero points that'll <laughs> that'll do you in right i mean because again we talked about this coming into the game nc state was a top 30 defense so you got to take those opportunities when you get them obviously the interception the end zone was horrible especially at that time of the game it would have allowed the Kansas to kick a field goal and take the lead there Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and then, you know, the second half, the missed field goal, and then the uh, the, the turnover on downs. Um, you know, those are three drives where you expect points and got none. And it was, I would say, a little bit different from Virginia in that sense, in that Virginia, there was the one touchdown drive where A.J. Allen jumped over a safety. And, and you said, you know, lack of big plays. That was a big play. Um, other than that, those field goal drives were not – good drives they barely in the field goal range and long field goals in this case 
you know, multiple plays inside the five yard line on multiple drives and and couldn't punch them into the end zone and then a missed easier field goal and and the next thing you know you're you're sitting there with with six points when there should be more points on on the board there um so that's that's certainly disappointing but i think overall what what you said about not making explosive plays is really what d- does the team in cuz they're just not good enough to um to 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 do to to string enough good plays together uh, to, to drive into the end zone on these long drives. And then you settle for field goals. One time we missed the field goal. But, you know, settling for field goals is going to lose you games eventually. I mean, the reason it was 10-6 that entire time is because North Carolina State got down there once and, and scored a touchdown, and the Canes got down there several times and couldn't. And and that's that's the difference in the game. Like, I don't know what was going on with all of a sudden we tried to run a play under center and fall started on that one drive. But, you know, those little things matter. And, you know, in the second half, the Canes came, we came out, nice drive to start the second half, uh, missed a field goal, only had two other possessions. Both didn't end well. They were both punts. And then after that, like the drive, the next drive was so slow and so long that that was the, 17 play drive that took the canes down inside the four where they ultimately lost it on downs i mean that's two out of the four possessions being drives i mean you don't realize it because there was no points and you know you're, you're kind of watching it unfold and you're looking play to play but you know didn't wasn't that bad moving the ball in the second half and didn't even score because i still think a big problem here is a little bit too conservative a little bit too slow on the pace puts an awful lot on needing to execute well, and we're not good at that. Um, I think the kind of sad thing is that that last drive, uh, the last, you know, drive in the competitive part of the game, because once uh, NC State went for 97 yards, the game game was basically over. I know we still managed to throw a couple of picks after that, but, I mean, that was more desperation time. Like, one of them was on fourth and 18. Like, not much you're really going to do there. Um but on the on the drive prior to that, the long drive that ended in the red zone with the turnover and downs, that was twelve plays. Excuse me, not seventeen. Tyler Van Dyke was six of six on that drive. I mean, you wouldn't know it <laughs> based on his game, but it was by far the best he played that entire game. Completed for nine yards, thirteen yards, thirteen yards, um, eleven yards on third and eight, um, and and then uh, hit Fletcher for the. Uh, to get us to, to fourth and one, which obviously then we ended up f- failing on. So, I mean, these are significant throws, and it just feels like, you know, you can punch that in. Maybe you get some confidence back, and you fail there, and that results in him having to throw two more interceptions. And it's, you know, this team can't get anything going correctly right now offensively, and it's a miracle it managed to get away with with winning those those two games that, that they did win in the stretch, playing really terrible offense. I mean... The 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 Clemson game, you know, Brashard has that long run in the first quarter. Don't score again until like halfway through the, the fourth quarter. Um, the Virginia game, I mean, just really bad offense. The one like I said, basically AJ Allen made a ridiculous play to get one touchdown. Everything else were barely driving into field goal range and making long field goals, and obviously the pick six also put points on the board. That winning those two games is is pretty remarkable uh obviously the georgia tech was the other way around in terms of how do you manage to lose that but 
at this juncture, like this offense has got to get it together and they've got to score touchdowns. I think, you know, part of this, let's be conservative. We have a good defense. I do think, and, and even despite this, we're turning the ball over in the red zone. I do think there's a little bit of, you know, we're in field goal range. Don't give those points away. And, you know, we got to get touchdowns. Like the field goals are not, are not going to get it done. There needs to be touchdowns, especially this week. And, Hopefully they're, they've schemed some stuff up that, you know, because again, when you get down there, it just takes like one mistake by the defense and you're in the end zone. So uh, part of that can also be, you can scheme them into mistakes. So hopefully there is a an opportunity to do that because we seem to just be relying on, we're going to be tougher than you and push you out of the way. And you're not always going to be able to do that. Yeah, well, you know, that being tougher than you and pushing teams out of the way actually seemed to be working pretty well for us for a while in in spurts, um, in past games. And and here, too, I mean, I, I you know, still thought the line played, played well, and this was probably the most wasteful performance we've had um, in terms of, like, just you know you look at some of these numbers like we we had the ball for 10 more minutes than them we ran like 70 plays they ran 40 something i mean it's just you have 20 20 25 extra plays it's just like you think that would make a difference and you're i mean it's to your point like there's nothing aggressive about it we're not trying to do more yeah if you take those 25 plays and you you run them for like 70 yards. That's not really <laughs> doing any good. And it seems like we're almost engineering it to work out that way. Um, look, I mean, I think, I, I think the offense is just, it, the, the thing that's really puzzling about it to me is that it was much better earlier this season, just even schematically, it looked different. I mean, we were, doing different things. We used to complain about, well, not we, but we as in generally a fan base would complain about too many throws to Restrepo, stuff like that when he was catching, you know, 12 balls for like 120 yards or whatever. Like, you know, how how badly would we take that right now? Um, But a lot of that has just gone away. And I'm sure some of it is adjustments defenses are making, but it just doesn't feel like we've solved that and been able to counter um and the answer has just been to try to bludgeon teams with with the run game which just isn't working and running the ball is fine i think i you know we're just not getting the explosive plays out of the run game either i mean we do break some double digit yardage runs but there's nothing that's going to take a drive um and turn it into you know like a just turn it into a touchdown drive honestly like you know, these 12 play drives or more, they're just not going to be able to execute that many plays in a row. So just that it's not like there's nothing, it's not a talent issue because we've seen the talent. I know the ACC competition is tougher, but we did play Texas A&M and had a much more explosive looking offense through the ball downfield. And, and, 
yeah, scheme and things will be different. But there was also just different, you know, play calling. There was more motion. There was more aggressiveness um, in the passing game. And even the North Carolina game where we were a little uneven overall consistency-wise, but definitely had some explosive plays, rolled up the yards, even even though some of it was in garbage time. But but it doesn't even feel like in garbage time right now. We can move the ball. So that 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 was also better. Um it's it's just an overall failure. And you know, ultimately to me this just lies on the feet of the coaches because they get paid a lot of money um to to do what they do to coach the players up, to come up with a game plan, to call plays, and they're just not doing it. I mean, we can blame the players all we want, but I think it's clear that the coaches on offense are not finding the way to extract the most out of the talent that we have and that we've seen this very season perform at a much higher level. Um, and the fact that it's been going on for several weeks is just really disappointing and and surprising. So, you know, what's changed? I don't know. It could be, like you said, like just this concerted effort to be more physical, run the ball, be conservative, make sure we take the points and not be aggressive. And that may, you know, have knock-on effects. Um, it could just be that we're getting out coached, but you know, we're paying our coaches enough money to not lose to the likes of a of Dave Doran, who, you know, celebrates bowl eligibility and winning 78 games in 12 years. Like it's, you know, the Super Bowl. I mean, this is like the standards of, of programs that are just like throttling us right now. So um, just, you know, it's hard. This is not a great week to try to to figure out how to fix it, but like, it's just so clearly broken. Um, and I, I don't know that it requires like an overhaul, but somebody's got to figure out what was working before um, and, and try to get back to that. Cause there is a decent offense in there somewhere. We're just not seeing it. Yeah. And obviously that, 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 you know, drop in production is, it starts with the quarterback who is unrecognizable from who we saw. You mentioned North Carolina. I mean, look at the throw he he makes to go up 14-7 in that game. Like, he's not making that throw now. Um, he throws like a – drops the ball like on a dime to, 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 to Colby Young for a touchdown. And it's like – or to Jacoby George. It's, there's no way he's making that pass now. And – I know some of that stuff we say is in garbage time. It was only garbage time because the defense kept giving up points. Because, um, you know, otherwise that last drive against North Carolina is an opportunity to to tie the game up, except even after he scored some points in the fourth quarter, the defense gave up another field goal. But, you know, that performance, you would take that in a heartbeat right now. That wasn't that long ago, but I feel like the quarterback – so I don't I don't think that, that they consciously made an effort to throttle down offensively to like possess the ball more or anything like that. I think the quarterback has lost his confidence and because of that, they're getting more conservative and it's actually making the problem worse because um 
you look at you look at let's look after North Carolina because North Carolina's offense played well. Um, there were some mistakes. He threw one really bad interception. There was obviously the fumble going in the end zone. There was the misstep. There were errors, but overall they moved the ball, threw some great passes, scored touchdowns. You know all these things that have not happened since. Um, and then the next game he's out. You go to the freshman Emory Williams. You're definitely going to be conservative in that sense, and they were um, and got the win. But it was a the uh, the uh, performance is not is not it's not exactly a uh, that is not one that's like sustainable to win like that. The next week, Virginia. I mean, we took some shots, and and the the the, the quarterback play was awful. Um, and then last week, I think in the first half we were more aggressive. I think by the second half they just I think at halftime they're like we're not we can't trust them to throw which. You know, fair enough based on what we're seeing, but I guess my issue there is, you know, obviously you don't want to turn the ball over when you're driving, but, you know, if you play more aggressive and, and you get in the red zone twice and you turn it over once and score a touchdown the second time, that's better than kicking two field goals. And I think we have really gotten field goal heavy. Um, It was, it was, it, it was... Like that against Virginia. I mean, we tried, we missed one of them here, but you know, <laughs> again, it's it's kind of field goals are a settle, and I feel like we're kind of in lieu of trusting the quarterback, which again, with merit, because he has been a turnover machine. Um, but in lieu of trusting the quarterback, we've we've decided to, you know, we'll just we'll run the ball. We're physical. If it does, if we get stuffed, we'll we'll kick a field goal. That is a recipe to lose, and I think that's where like scoring touchdowns matters, and and we're not doing it, and so I think that's they got to figure out a way to get in the end zone. They cannot win win games with field goals, and if we do that, it makes everything so much easier um, on on mentally on the quarterback. Because I don't know how. Again, this is not that long ago. This is two starts ago, actually, for Tyler Van Dyke. I don't know how the guy who played against North Carolina is the same guy we see now who cannot, it feels like, get a throw out. Um, same player. It's a couple of games later for him. So I, and I, don't, I don't know how you recover him mentally because it does appear to be mental. Um, he might, he, look, he sat out a game with injury, might be banged up a little bit, but that doesn't explain what we're seeing. And. So it'll be, you know, we don't know that he's going to necessarily start. That's a whole other conversation. We don't know who's who's playing quarterback. They've kind of, you know, holding it close to the vest this week. So we need to see who's actually playing. But whoever it is, I don't think you're going to get away with, let's just run, run, punt, you know, find our way into some field goals and beat Florida State. You're going to have to open it up offensively and score touchdowns and, and I think the way to do that is to throw earlier in down sequences. You look at a lot of these interceptions that Tyler Van Dyke has been throwing, Emory Williams' interception as well against Clemson are forces down the field in long yarded situations. Like you gotta try and stay out. Throw in positive situations, throw on first and ten, throw on second and short, which, you know, we had opportunities against NC State to do that and we ran and got the first down, but you know, those are the confidence builders. Those are where you can throw against a defense that's not a three-man rush with everyone back in pass defense, right? So I feel like we've kind of missed the opportunity to do that, take easy throws, throw an early down. So I'd like to see more of that 
to get the rhythm going. And also, I do think it affects the rhythm of our offense that we played as slow. Like, you get a couple of runs from Fletcher, you're leaning on them, and they get to rest, and they get to sub because we're not stabbing it again for 35 seconds. Like, that's hard to string string plays together doing that. Same thing for the quarterback. He makes a good throw. Get up there, stab it again, let him throw it again, right? Instead, it's kind of like, all right, sub in half the team, uh, hand it off, hand it off again. Now he's going to throw on third and long. It's like, that's not a good way to get into a rhythm either. So I think a little bit more tempo would help. As well. I'm not saying we need to go no huddle or, you know, fast break or anything like that, but we do need, I feel like, to have more tempo in the offense to, to help the, them get into some kind of rhythm because they completely... Even when the run is working okay, we did only average 3.7 yards a carry against North Carolina State, but even when the run's working okay, you know, you want to string those run after run after run together. It's hard to do that when you're playing that slow and subbing and allowing the defense to just run fresh players out there. So I'd definitely like to see more of that. And the other thing is just, I mean, our tight end play has to get better. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, for a while, it felt like we were just forcing it to restore but we're not doing that anymore. Um for a while, people were asking, um, come on, we got to throw the tight ends more. I think we got a pretty good window into why we don't do that this weekend. Several drops, completely ineffective, and really killed a couple of drives there. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, playing like Cam McCormick, who is, is basically just a glorified tackle or, or something, because he having a hard time catching the ball um but uh, yeah like i i i think the the whole offense is just is just off like you mentioned no rhythm no tempo it it does feel like a really sluggish um you know unprepared unit and i think you know to me like just at, at the most basic level, like the coaches are there to come up with a strategy that will win the game and then prepare the players to execute that strategy. And, you know, on offense, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like either of those things is happening. And that's, what's really frustrating. Like there's no, there's no game plan um that is going to produce you know is designed to produce you know four or five touchdowns in a game right like we knew they had a good defense and i think we knew we had a good defense compared to their offense which was which was right and so the game plan was to keep it low scoring and take our chances when we got them and you know, the difference was when you do that is that you can't afford any mistakes. You got to make your field goals, right? Things like that. And then on the flip side, like, you have to hope they don't, they don't do the same, you know, they don't sort of outpace you. And when you talk about being aggressive and coming up with, with ways to score, you know, that's effectively why we lost the game because one, one team did that and the other team didn't. I mean, they had, only two real drives that entire game and they got touchdowns on both of them. Um, and they were both like pretty quick drives. Like they had a, in the first half, they had a pretty 
you know, they had a couple of nice play designs, got down the field, um, and then schemed up a really nice play for an easy touchdown. And then they kind of did the same thing later. They, they got a drive going. Um, for some reason, we couldn't, once they got a first down, we couldn't stop their QB run. Um, and they were just able to, within a few short plays, you know, move move downfield, one missed tackle, and it was a touchdown. So they really finished their drives. Um, and we did it. I mean, obviously, we threw a pick in the red zone. We we sort of shut down a drive um, when at the beginning of the second half um, with our play calling as well and, and then missed that field goal there. Um, so just just like it doesn't really matter if you're possessing the ball if they're able to put two touchdowns on the board and you're not able to put any on the board and i think we seem to have lost sight of the main thing which is scoring points and not just possessing the ball um and you know winning the time of possession battle etc now those two things you should correlate like you should be able to you know, concentrating on possessing the ball is not necessarily the wrong thing in and of itself, but it needs to be part of a cohesive plan to put points up. And I think this doesn't feel like a team that's attacking, that's an attack mode. And you mentioned the quarterback not having confidence. I mean, I think some of that has to do with, you know, they know what the game plan is. And when the game plan is don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes, don't make mistakes, it's like, you really get worried about making mistakes and you play that way. So he's, he's just lost that edge. And I don't think the coaches are helping. Um, and ultimately this, look, this all lies at their feet. Like players are what they are. Like we've seen almost every player that plays um, with any frequency on this team, we have seen play really well uh, and, and make big plays and, you know, have outstanding performances so it is possible like there's not you can't really name a, a starting player a player who, who plays a lot and say that this person has no ability to like make an impact on the game they all do we've seen it we're just not seeing enough of it um recently from the offense or consistently and i think that's that's the coaching because we we know we know they can do it they're just they're just not, and that's what these guys have got to figure out. You know, well, part of that is obviously, like we said, settling on a quarterback. So what would, what would you do? Well, yeah, there's been no starter announced, and I don't think any kind of a leak or anything in terms of which way they're leaning. They were very noncommittal after being committal. The, the last few weeks, nope, it's TVD's team. This week, uh, we don't discuss personnel. So what what would you do there? Well, I think the first thing to me is it, it just depends on whether he's healthy or not. Um, you mentioned, you know, he obviously set out a game. He's been uh, banged up. I... I think he might still be nursing something. I think that's probably killed his confidence a little bit too. Um, and and then it's certainly there's a mental component. I mean, it's not just that he's he's banged up, but if he's if, if Tyler Van Dyke is healthy, um, 
I would still play him. Like I, I just think, I, I think the drop off is significant. Um, I, look, if he's just throwing picks and throwing the ball on the ground or whatever, then you almost have no choice. But I don't think it's been that bad. Like he did make some good throws. There's still some something in there. They just need to figure out how to build his confidence up and make sure you know he feels good and ready to cut it loose. I actually think this kind of a game on the road against a strong opponent is the, is the type of game where he he might actually play better because he's not going to, you know, there's, there's nothing to lose. Like you just go out there, play. We know he can sling it around. He likes big games. He's um, he's put up numbers in this stadium before. So I think he's the right guy for this. I also like just in terms of like the overall team, like, I don't think it sends a good message when you bench one of your captains and one of the absolute leaders of your team um, throughout the off season and throughout camp and throughout this season so far, because he's like hit a rough patch. I just culturally, like, I'm not sure that's the the message you want to send. DVD is like, he is what he is. He's got some talent. He's got, a good arm. He can make some crazy throws. He's a little bit, he's a head case. Um, but when he's, when he's locked in and confident, he's, he's still really, really good. Is he as good as we thought he was? No, clearly not. But he's also not as bad as he, he looks recently. And just in terms of like, yeah, this guy is supposed to be, he's, he's like the spokesperson for the team. He's, you know, like the leadership he's shown, even in like press conferences and, um, you know, speaking up after like Cam Kinchins was injured after Texas A&M, like all those things. These guys like, you know, some of that stuff really, it's a carryover of how they are behind closed doors and how they are in the locker room. And like, you know, I just don't, I I think if they're going to bail on him, um, unless they think the players have lost confidence in him uh, and just don't believe in him at all. And maybe that is starting to happen, but I I don't know how you go away from him. Like if you want to win this game, I I think, and maybe that's like hilarious to even consider winning this game, but, but like, I don't know why we're playing this game if we don't think we can win it. Um, I think he gives you your best chance. Your second best chance is honestly probably Jakari Brown and doing some crazy stuff they haven't seen before and running the ball and using his athleticism. I think if you tried Emory Williams out there and just do the whole Clemson game plan, we're going to get crushed <laughs> this week. So we just chalk it up as a, as a loss because he's not going to be able to make the plays he needs to make on offense to, to put up any points, we're literally just going to be running and punting the ball. I just don't think he's going to make make passes with consistency, and we're only going to attempt like ten throws um, the entire game. We're not going to win by doing that. Like maybe we've been throwing a little too much recently, but we need to be balanced and and have a real offense if we want to win this game. And there's only one quarterback on the roster who can do that. I mean, you can argue there should be more than that, but this is what we got. We got one guy who can play and two guys who can't. And, you know, I think we should play the guy who can play.
Yeah, I think that's where the uh, the the coaching assessment comes in, though, because. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. Again, you said the physical health thing. I mean, hopefully the doctors are doing a proper evaluation. If he's not physically able to play, he wouldn't be out there. Um, do have some questions after Florida State last year where he clearly should not have been playing and he hurt himself throwing an incompletion. But, um, you know, putting that to one side, uh, mentally, like, is he actually able to play? I mean, what we saw last week was I think especially in the second half hesitating you know not unleashing the ball when he probably should um and like you said part of that's probably the game plan also like it's not the game the game plan ring it's actually say it's not when you run when you have confidence in your quarterback um, so it almost like makes the problem worse but if you don't if you don't think he can you know mentally is there then I don't think you necessarily have a choice uh, but to pull him. Uh, you mentioned Jakari Brown. We talked about this during the game, but would have been nice to have him, you know, have taken snaps so he could have come in on that fourth and one at the end of the game and just made a play with his legs, which was almost an automatic first down last year. And and he could have, you know, extended that drive. And ultimately, you know, that was the one, like I said, a six to six from TBD on that drive, like 60 yards around there. Like that was a very good drive by our quarterback that if it paid off with a touchdown, you know, that might be the confidence restoring, but like lead the team down the field to, to, to the winning touchdown. Instead, it ends up not getting paid off. He needs something good to happen early in the game. If he's going to play, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. I just, they got to figure out how to restore his confidence. Um, if it's Emory Williams, I, it cannot be the performance from Clemson. Like you said, you can't have these big droughts. Um, you know, the only drive, and I'm using air quotes, in the entire Clemson game until the fourth quarter was the, uh, the handoff to Burchard for an 80-yard touchdown. So, you know, that that's not going to work. Um, like you said, we're going to actually have to play offense and – I don't know if it's if it's Emory Williams, they better have a plan for him to make throws and make plays and and you know maybe he can. I don't know. We're not in practice, um, but this is not a game you're going to win simply by running and punting. So if that that was kind of what we did against Clemson, um, that's not going to get done here. Jordan Travis has thrown two interceptions all year. Florida State does not turn the ball over. It's almost the opposite of Clemson where. With Clemson, it's like just hang around and they'll make mistakes, and they did. Um, for Florida State, it's that's not that's just not going to work. You're going to have to actually go beat them, and and you're not going to do that with with a run and punt strategy. So there needs to be uh, there needs to be offense somewhere. Um, and um, you know the other thing is you can't drop the ball. Like if the ball hits, you got to catch it. Like I. As bad as TBD was, uh, his his tight ends in particular did him no favors. Um, you know, he he made some good throws that were dropped too, and you know, the, again, I feel like if you can if you can throw a damn touchdown pass, that might <laughs> help to a world of good for his confidence. And there were some you know some missed opportunities, drop balls in that sense. Um, the other thing I will say is when we saw this at the game, like there, Emory Williams was not. I know, you know, obviously, like, the discourse during the game is, like, at what point do you pull him 
and all this. Like Emory Williams was not really even in consideration. He was kind of standing off to the side uh, uh, on, on the, the end of the sideline with with some of the other offensive backups. Like he was not really gonna come into this game, um, and that's fine. He shouldn't have. So. Um, I'm assuming this week there will likely be something of a leash on TVD if he if he starts and it goes bad. But I personally think evaluate them however you see fit. But whoever you start needs to stay in the game. Like I, I don't I don't like you know yanking players in and out. But I will say is if the players still have confidence in TVD, he probably still gives them the best chance to win. Um, and so. That's probably the way to go, but you got to read the locker room and also read the player. Like, where is he mentally? Is he, it's Florida State week. Is he fired up to prove everyone wrong? Is he like mentally locked in or is he kind of gone? And only like the coaches should be, will be able to see that. Yeah. I mean, and that's why we almost just have to trust their decision on this one. Like, you, you was they're going to make the right decision for the right reasons. Like, I, I'm just not a believer in playing the young guys so you see what they have, what you have or whatever. Like, we've done that before. It's just not good for the culture. And frankly, like, it's not good for the player. Like, they're not ready to play. Like, what did Jakari Brown get out of playing last year? Like, he had to come in in the, in the Florida State game when he wasn't really – ready for it. I'm not sure how that served him well um, ultimately and like he's not even playing this season. It's just like ideally these guys get to sit and watch and learn and grow and like TVD, this is supposed to be his time to play. Um, I, I just like uh, you know, I, I think like the like you said, we're going to have to make some plays to to win the game. And I, I still think he's got that ability. Um, and ultimately like the coaches just to me, they'd have to be like, this guy is almost like he would have to tell them, like, I, I don't have it. I'm, I don't want to play. And, you know, I, I feel like they've been there. This is the time to sort of rally around him and, and say like, hey, everybody thinks you suck, man. Like, why don't you, why don't you step it up here um, and like prove everybody wrong? And I think like he, he's got some of that Mario DNA where like backs against the wall, and yeah, that's why he's got him and Mario just have always seemed to be kind of in sync. Um, and he's a fighter, which is ironic because. Feels like he's quit and shut it down a little bit, but I think he's still out there trying. He just doesn't have it. Um, but like, hopefully he's healthy and like he can cut it loose. Because I, I still think like you know, if you get the if you get the TVD that played in against North Carolina um, or you know Texas A and M or like any of the first few games of the season, even, even a Georgia tech game minus the picks, like, you know, he had his moments there where it was actually pretty decent. Um, like he can't turn the ball over, but if, if, if we can get him to not do that, which is a big if these days, but like, that is definitely our best chance to win. Cause look, he's going to, 
we've seen the Jordan Travis Tyler Van Dyke matchup before, and it's it's funny like what a difference two years makes. But you know, two years ago, Tyler Van Dyke was supposed to be the man. He was hot. It was his first season, but he was hot. Jordan Travis was definitely not. And uh, our game with them was maybe the turning point in both both careers to some degree. I mean, um, it's been nothing but an upward tra- trajectory for Jordan Travis and Florida State since that game. Um, but like, I don't know. Like maybe maybe we can get one back on them if if Tyler Van Dyke could step back up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're wish-casting a little bit here, but, you know, what else are we going to do at this point? Um, yeah, I do I do think, you know, it's it, this is this is kind of his chance to salvage something for TVB. He's obviously gone through a bad stretch of the season. Last year was a disaster. He was injured a lot of it, obviously. And, you know, you win this game, it does kind of... <laughs> Changed changed his perception quite a bit um, from what what um, you know what was what what is being said about him right now. Like he can erase that with four good quarters. And I will say, look, I'm not even asking for error free football or even turnover free football. Though that'd be great, right? You just got to also offset it with plays. And what has really dropped off is he's not made the big throws he was making earlier in the year. He's almost he he's hesitating, he's gun shy, and that's actually not leading to fewer turnovers because if you throw late, if you hold the ball too long, that also leads to turnovers. And we saw a lot of that against NC State. So he's just got like you said, he's gotta cut it loose, trust himself. If they intercept it, they intercept it. Like, but you can't not trust yourself to throw the balls that need to be delivered. And um, you know, if he gets one to go right, that can that can do a, a, a pretty that can that can do a lot for his confidence. Um, so, yeah, that uh, that is kind of going to be the the big thing on on Saturday if he's even playing. Though again, we there's no announced starter. Um, yeah, I feel like to your point, I feel like Mario does not want to bail on him, and so I think he'll probably get the start. But who knows? We'll we'll find out Saturday. Um, speaking of Saturday, you got gotta. Uh, prediction for uh, for the uh, the game on Saturday. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think it's gonna. I, I don't think it's gonna be like last year. So I'll start. I'll start there, which was, I don't, it, one of the worst performances we've ever had um, in this series, but. And, and the reason for that, I, I think the defense is a lot better. Um, they played really, really well last week. I mean, they, they had a, one drive that was a total letdown in the fourth quarter, but um, overall, they were they were really strong. They've been they've been playing great, and I think I think they'll be ready to go. Like I, I think Gidry's doing a great job. I think. Um, I think they'll have something ready for Florida State. Look, I mean, but overall, like, I just don't know that we can. They're playing. They're playing pretty good. I think. I think they haven't. 
been super dominant all season, but like you said, they, they play well. They don't make mistakes. They're really solid on offense. They're really solid on defense. They're, you know, they're, they're ranked towards the, you know, I don't know, they're top 20, 30 um, in everything. So they're not, you're gonna have to play really great to win. And I, I don't know, I haven't just seen, haven't seen us do that. So, um, but I don't think it's gonna be, uh, you know, we're not letting people score on us a lot. And I, and I don't think that's gonna happen this week either. I'm just not sure what we're gonna see on offense. So I, I think it's a loss, um, but not, not as horrible as like we might fear. Um, I think it might be like twenty to thirteen. Like I, I think we'll, I think we'll hang. Defense will keep us in it, but we just won't get enough done on offense, and they'll get something done. And the only other thing I'll say is like turnovers. Like I think if we, I think if we want to win this game, we got to win the turnover battle, and that's not something we've done in a long time, but. These Miami Florida State games, they have a weird way of like not just having big players and and big plays, but they have a lot of funky, freaky turnovers in them over time. Like, you know, even the year um Rick's last year when we came back and beat them, that game was full of like crazy plays and turnovers and big momentum swings and um it's doable. I mean, the defense is playing great. If they can cause some turnovers and we can somehow avoid making them, that could be the equalizer. So if we, if we end up plus two in the turnover battle or something, then I think we're in this game and I think we have a shot to steal it. But otherwise, like if it just kind of plays out the way it would, you know, you kind of think it would in the normal course. I think we're just going to be, I don't think we're going to be able to, to make it all the way to the end. Yeah, and I actually think that that's what's going to happen. I think we'll stick around for a bit, but I mean, they're better than us. Um, they have more weapons. They're playing better football right now. I mean, we're playing excellent defense right now, but eventually that, just like last week, cracks. I think I had us losing 30 to 13 on the show on Monday. I believe that was the score I said. I haven't really come off of that. I think we'll... we'll Definitely do better than last year. I think we'll hang around for a while, but you know it's hard to see their defense just keeping it up for the whole game. Um, and eventually they'll make some plays. And and I just I've lost confidence in this offense at this point to really do significant scoring. So and and I think it's going to be too much to ask the defense if we're not if we're not moving the ball because I think again kind of hidden under the surface against NC State is we were moving the ball. We weren't scoring. I don't think we can move the ball doing what we did against NC State. And so, and I don't have confidence in the offense to generate chunk plays and really move it that way. So, I think it's going to be a long, long Saturday for us. I fear that will be the case, but uh, we've got, like, if we play. Last year, I don't even think it was possible. Um, team was just awful. This year's team, like, a good defensive performance and a good offensive performance, like we've already had this season, just not necessarily all at once. 
keeps us in this game for sure. Like I, 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 you know, I don't think they're that much better than us on those days, but they bring it every week. Right. And we, we don't. And so um, sometimes these rivalry games, like you see it all the time, right? Like not even just in this rivalry, but you see the like, you know, six and three team kind of keep up with the, the undefeated team um, just because there's a little more of a, there's more of an edge and there's just more equilibrium in terms of the athletes and the talent on both sides. And I don't think their talent level is head and shoulders above ours. I think they just, they just play better. <laughs> they extract more value out of the talent that they have. They're better coached right now than we are. And uh, it's a, it's a really short runway to close that gap, but who knows? Maybe we do it. Yep. Well, either way, we'll be back next week. It is. Uh, we'll be talking about Senior Day. We are, we are uh, winding down here. Uh, there's after this weekend. There's two more games left, and uh, only one more on a Saturday. Uh, of course, the Canes aren't going bowling this year, so we'll have something to talk about there. But. Yeah, let's see how Saturday goes. Again, I'm not, not really uh, optimistic this time, um, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll be back next week to talk about that and look ahead to the final home game against Louisville. Um, until then, I want to thank everyone for downloading, and as always, go Canes.